From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. I'm Christopher Norton. There are a wealth of resources for advisors with marketing in our industry. But one of the things that we don't see talked about enough is looking outside the industry. Where can advisors learn from other small business owners? What opportunities can they find in replicating the success that other small business owners have? My guest today is a small business owner from outside the industry. Sort of. Brett Clark, welcome to the Conquerist podcast. Thank you, Christopher. I uh, appreciate you reaching out and excited to be a part of this today. I am so excited that you are here. Uh, We'll get to your background in a minute, but first I want to ask about Frontier Builders. Tell us what it is that you do. Sure. So um, we are a custom home builder in the Omaha, Nebraska metropolitan area. Metropolitan area is a big word for what Omaha is, but nonetheless, we... um, have been doing this now for about four years. uh, And we um, focus mainly on never building the same house twice. So everybody's story is a little unique. uh, And we use the tagline, build your story, because we see far too often families buy the clothes off the mannequin, right? Or they build the house that the spec house is. And so we wanted to be able to bring a completely custom, I always tell people we start with a sketch on a napkin Um, and we build our homes around the way people live their lives instead of just forcing them into, you know, one of 90 homes in a neighborhood. That is fantastic. Well, I wanted to have you on the podcast today for a number of reasons, but I want to draw a very quick line and then have you tell us a little bit of your background. Um, there, there is something that I have always seen in the similarity between the makeup of your typical client and the makeup of the typical client of a financial advisor. Um, their their sure. long-term aspirations, their financial resources, it's a similar type of audience. And I think that given what you do and what advisors do, there are some interesting parallels. But beyond that, you are not exactly a stranger to the independent wealth management space. So no. for for our listeners, tell us... Uh, a brief, we could, we could spend the podcast on this. So give us a brief, uh, background. Sure. So, um, uh, my family, uh, owned and operated North Star Financial Services, which includes Orion CLS and Jim and I at the time while I was there. Um, and so I did everything from vending machine refills to bathroom cleaning growing up to, uh, printing statements to sending mail, working in the mailroom, To then, uh, as an adult, um, I uh, worked in project management, I worked in um, IT strategy, and then uh, eventually in sales, uh, specifically with Orion, um, and working specifically, obviously, with independent financial advisors all over the country, um, and learned a tremendous amount from them, and still, you know, I miss the industry, and I miss the people in the industry, obviously, quite a bit. and then I also in there that I should 
where our cross our paths crossed. I almost forgot that part. That would have been embarrassing. I would have liked to have seen you. It takes take a the, lot to the, the impression that I made on you when we worked together. Uh -huh. But go ahead. So uh, also, I had the uh, distinct privilege of working with you uh, in a venture called Blue Giant, where we were um, basically a marketing company uh, for advisors all over the country, everything from websites to social media when that was brand new, right? We had people that didn't even know what social media was when we were doing that. Um, or websites, to, sadly. Yep. Website. Well, there's most advisors still don't know what websites are, but that's another conversation. It's that balance of perspective that, that made me excited to have you on our podcast today from, from knowing the industry, from having a depth of understanding of marketing and being a small business owner yourself, the first question that I wanted to ask you as thinking about an advisor as a small business owner, what's the first thing that you see that they miss? Great question. The biggest thing I've learned is working with those families is that we need to be team members and we need to all row and lift each other instead of becoming, you know, Yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you, sir. May I have another, sir? Uh, and so looking back, advisors do that constantly, right? So they are beaten down by their clients just to keep them happy instead of progressing and moving forward and in bettering things. So thinking about Does that answer that, your question or are we just totally confused yeah. now? Because I'm slightly yeah. confused. No, this is, this is good. We're, uh, we're going we're, we're gonna to build up this. So, okay. um, so thinking about this similar relationship where you have a client who is wanting you to, in, in your case, literally build something for them sure, and sure. an advisor relationship who is also building and maintaining wealth. There's this interesting similarity of, you know, coming to you with ideas. I, I want to do this. I want to be able to do this. I want to be positioned to be able to do this. So, and I know better, and I know more than you about this, and therefore, here's what's going to happen. Because that happens to advisors and myself all the time. I have all of a sudden my clients a roofing specialist and knows way more than me about roofs and can just do this on his own. Right. They they saw something on house and now they're an expert, just like somebody came across an investment news article and now fashioned themselves an ETF expert and would like their Correct. advisor. to. Or they mm -hmm. saw on TV that somebody did this in two days. So surely I could do this in two months, just like right. they see some commercial or some TV show where an investment or, a, you know, something is done where, ah. oh, it was just a click of a finger here. <laughs> So, so understanding how that, how that relationship can quickly go off the rails, what, what is a way just as a business owner that you have found to help direct clients back to the goal and not get distracted by every flashy thing that comes along the way? Because that's, that's a relatable experience. I tell people that I'm a custom home builder by night and by day I'm a marriage counselor. So what I mean by that is, is that there are so many decisions. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of decisions that are made on a home, not unlike a portfolio or retirement plan or, you know, life, big events in your life that change circumstances for the better or the worse. There's so many decisions being made. And it's as an advisor or as a home builder, you're constantly shooting for a moving target. The, the target never changes. An advisor, their client may have an idea for retirement. But then 
that idea moves six months later when they're having lunch with them. All of a sudden, instead of a house in Vail, now they want, you know, a house in the Caribbean and a rental in New York City. Like it just changes constantly. And so the advisor is constantly attacking a moving target, not unlike a home builder, whether that's hardware changes, light fixture changes, layout changes. I mean, I, we live in the world of changes. It's an important note that it, it can be easy to get distracted by the latest software or new flashy fintech ideas or slogans or things. But at the end of the day, if you are not building your relationship with your advisors on trust rather than all the things that everybody says you need, it's it's quicksand, right? If you're if you're yeah, constantly absolutely. just chasing the latest thing, it's always going to be a relationship business. So that relationship is so important. So of course you need the tools around you to allow you to be a relationship specialist. So again, in the building industry, we have a back office solution and we run all of our change orders, all of our invoices, all of our billing, all of our uh, updates, all of our communication with our subcontractors, with our clients, um, selections, pictures of tile, everything is run through a system, right? Not unlike in the advisor space, there are systems that do that. Um, and so it's important to have those, to have the people that know how to run those so that you as the advisor can focus on the relationship. So the, I guess what I'm getting at is the, the most important thing that I know to do with any business. And again, this is whether you're selling loaves of bread, building a retirement portfolio or building a house is that you have to be on the pulse of your client and you have to know what they're thinking before they are. So in order to do that, you have to spend time with them. You have to not avoid them. You have to answer the phone when they call. You have to go to dinner with them. You have to have client events and have your clients know each other and uh, allow them to know you. So, so often we put up a guard and we're asking how much money's in your bank account? What are your retirement plans? What's your current status? Is it dual income? You, you get to know everything about them. And then sometimes as an advisor or a home builder, we put up our guard. They know nothing about us. It's, it's okay to talk about us and to actually build a friendship. Um, and the most successful advisors and the most successful home builders that I've seen all across the country are ones that are genuinely interested in the relationship with their clients that allows them then to be proactive in their business instead of reactive. Well, let me ask you this. You, you built this business from the ground up. Um, it was... You know, you, you, this isn't something that you bought. You, you started it from scratch. So from a marketing standpoint, how did you first begin to build the presence for the firm in, in Omaha and the surrounding area? And, and how, has, how has that snowball picked up speed? In the home building industry, if you choose a city get online. None of them have good websites. None of them have a social media presence. Um, if they're lucky, they have good homeowners who've posted their own pictures on Pinterest and house, and then they're getting tagged and kind of getting credit for it. Um, but you'll find that the good ones are everywhere. So the guys that do do it are everywhere and they, they're crushing it. So in Omaha, there was no one crushing it. 
So we decided to put the resources towards social media. Even if it's a, you know, I share a house article every week, we share pictures. I have my crews on, um, uh, they will uh, do stories live. Um, we actually have a wonderful marketing person that happens to be my wife, where what happens is, is my crew will send video, they'll send pictures to her, and then she deals with it, right? Because the guys in the field are the last ones you want. And Christopher, you would have died if you would have seen some of this. Like they'll put a picture of a house and then they were putting like plain font, like on the main part of the picture. And it was like worded horribly. It was like, oh my gosh, this is off. It's better to have none than this garbage. So Annie took it upon herself personally to up that. And so we send her pick and literally what people love is we will literally walk through uh, my guys will explain what's going on with concrete or the two befores or the HVAC rough in, or, you know, I like to jump on there and talk about the smart home things and the video distribution and the security systems and cameras and all that tech fun stuff. And we just explain to people what happens and people eat it up. So everyday mundane things, they eat up and advisors do things that they think are boring that the public might want to hear. Now, obviously you can't show people portfolio balances and all that again, because of some compliance and privacy issues. So it's a little trickier, but things that you do as a business owner in your daily life are exciting to people who are not doing that every day. So bottom line is, is we went all in. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just think that brings up a really interesting point that one of the things that I have heard from advisors is that they they struggle with what to do with social media because they don't know what to talk about all the time. And sure. and like I tell people that come on, even just come on the podcast as a guest, it's it's no one knows what you do better than you. And any opportunity that you have to share your expertise, how you're viewing things, it, it doesn't have to be a constant stream of market commentary. It can be Here's the kind of work that we're doing for our clients. These are the kinds of things that we're working towards. Talking about those things, people do find interesting, particularly if that's what they're looking for. Exactly. And it shows you know what you're doing. So we get the most positive feedback over these horribly boring, here's what's going on videos. To me, it's like, yep, that's wet concrete and it's going to dry. You know, like, yep, there's shingles on this house. But there are so many details that people just eat up. Well, it's a it's a it's a fantastic parallel to draw that when you make your marketing centered around the type of relationship you have with your clients, that is extraordinarily beneficial in a relationship business, which can not only lead to growth opportunities, but a smoother ongoing relationship. Retail uses it different. And when you're in the service industry, it's building your brand and letting people know who you are and then leading with that. Well, um, as, as someone who has seen this from more perspectives than anyone I know, is there, is there any parting wisdom that you, would, that you would give to advisors who are thinking about what's next in their business, how we're going to continue in this half open, half closed quasi-pandemic state of the world. We don't have conferences anymore, but we spend all day on Zoom. Um, as, a, as a business owner who is growing a business, what, what would be your, your final word? So my final word is to just try to maintain the positive attitude and lead your clients with that. Because 
when I was in the industry, all we did was complain about how many conferences there are, how exhausting it is, how stupid the venue is, how, gosh, Vegas, Orlando, San Diego, Vegas, Orlando, San Diego. It's like, goodness, give us, you know, and then we were disappointed in who the musical talent was at the custodian conference or whatever that was. And now we're complaining about Zoom all the time. So yes, it's fun to complain and relax with one another, but I think it's it's important that we try to focus on the positive, which regardless of the news channel you watch, they tend to be horrible at focusing on the positive. And I think it's just, it's important to lead your clients and show them that positive step. That is a perfect segue into how we always like to end this show, uh, which is with just a bit of fun, uh, a recommendation. Sure. So uh, I'll, I'll kick us off. Um, I... In, in since 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 we've been talking about the the the, the challenging times here at the end, um, one of the things that I have gotten into really for the first time in my life is cooking, and I bought sort of at the beginning of, of all of this an Old Mountain that's the brand Old Mountain cast iron skillet, and okay. I cook everything in it, and I am convinced that the secret to cooking is a cast iron skillet because I apparently can't. Go wrong. Everything I cook turns out awesome when I cook it in a cast iron skillet. So uh, for those of you that have not uh, messed around with cast iron, it is quite fun. I couldn't agree more. Okay, so mine is a simple. So let the guy in the service industry give a service answer. So Costco's delivery service. Now, I know this may not sound like much, but they will actually shop for your groceries. They text you and say, hi, my name's so-and-so. I'm about to go through your list. Is there anything additional that you'd like? They send pictures. They ask if there's anything in particular, like with the grapes you're looking for. They'll ask if there's substitutes. They bring it to your house. They put it on your doorstep and they leave. Now, that may sound like something very simple or luxurious that not everybody needs. It is amazing. And here's the number one benefit. When I go to Costco, I come home with a ton of stuff I had no idea one existed and two that I needed. The one trip we came home with a towel warmer. Christopher, I bought a towel warmer at Costco because apparently that's something you need. Yeah. Yes, apparently my body required a towel warmer when I got out of the shower and if I didn't have a towel warmer, it was going to be the end of the world. At least that's the argument I made to my wife when we were at Costco. Okay. So it actually saves you money to have other people shop at Costco because you don't end up with all this stuff you don't need. So anyway, just something simple. Uh, but yeah, you should buy things at Costco with the delivery service and then cook it in your cast iron skillet, I think is what the takeaway here is. That sounds like the recipe for a perfect evening. Uh-huh, there you go. Well, Brett, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you, everyone who's listened. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, uh, write us a review if you feel so inclined. And we will see you back next week. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.